You're listening to the Keep Going Student Nurse podcast on keepgoingstudentnurse.com. Hello, my name is Gino D'Andrea, I'm your host. I am a student nurse and creator of Keep Going Student Nurse, an online motivational tool for student nurses and now a podcast. Yes, a very big welcome to you all. Come on in, grab yourself a drink, put the revision down. This is a time for you to relax, get inspired. This is the Keep Going Student Nurse podcast. This is a show that's designed to shine light on the good things that often get overlooked in nursing. Each week I'm going to be talking to someone in or around the world of nursing, gaining an insight into what they do and why, rounding off the show with my quote of the week. So here we are then, episode four of the podcast. I am absolutely shattered. I've just got home from my very first day of my first placement of my second year. This time I'm in theatres for the first time on a great unit with some great mentors, great team and great staff. Absolutely loving it. It was very heavy, but so much to learn, so much to do. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where we can go over the next eight weeks. So this week I spoke to Ben Jenkins. I'll keep this short. He's a graduate registered nurse working in ICU in Australia. He's also the founder and host of the New Grad Radio podcast. The reason why I wanted to talk to Ben was because he completed a double degree in nursing and paramedics. So he did that at the Monash University, Victoria, Australia. Uh, his story is just absolutely superb. It's funny. It's inspirational. It certainly is motivating. He's so passionate about promoting volunteering and leadership across the board. Uh, I wish you the best of luck, mate, in your future career. And thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me on the show. And I hope you all enjoy it. Hello, young man. How are you doing? Good, thank you. What time's it there? Uh, it's now 6.07 p.m. Amazing. 9.07 a.m. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> time traveling nurse and student nurse. Right, 100%. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no, excited for the call today, mate. It's going to be awesome. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, yeah. I've just come off a string of nights. That's why I was sort of a little bit... Bit, bit difficult to sort of marry up times. I think that's one thing when you start your actual nursing itself, it, it's certainly difficult on the social life, that's for sure. Where are you actually talking to me from today? Because you've you moved, didn't you? That's true. So how did it all begin? So I started off on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. Uh, I don't know if you know um, Australia too well, but have you ever been to Australia? Never been, but I know it's very big. <laughs> it is, yeah. So I started off there. Um, I, 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 I guess I'll give you the story of of um, how I got into nursing, if you'd sort of lie. Yeah, please. So when I was in like finishing up high school, I, I was sort of like most most young men and women, not really knowing exactly what they wanted to do. But I thought I'd give um, being a, a student, oh sorry, giving a primary school teacher a go. Um, so I did everything at high school. Did no sciences at all. I put that one up front. Um, everything was all drama and education and and HPE and all these other sort of stuff. But um, got into it uh, at uni. Figured I'd wasn't quite ready uh, to be a, a teacher of, of young uh, primary school children at the age of 18. <laughs> it just didn't feel like I had that sort of life experience at that stage. But I finished that and then that's at that moment I'm like, I really don't know what to do with myself. So I um, packed up. I went across to Western Australia, which is the complete opposite side of the country. Um, I started just doing a few sort of small jobs here and there. So I started working uh, for what they call over here. It's called the Athlete's Foot. So it's just a shoe store for six months. Okay. Then figured I might as well try to do something else. I went across to America. I worked in a summer camp. Um, I thought I might as well because I, I was a quite competitive tennis player in my younger days. So I went over there as a tennis coach um, teaching in, in the summer camp for 10 weeks. And then I'd spent like anyone would be overseas. I spent quite a few months after that traveling America. Absolutely loved it. But when I came back, again, I had no direction. I think, you know, like I'll, I'll see if I can pursue, you know, something sporty or something. I really didn't know. Uh, so I, I needed to earn money somehow. So I, um, 
up front. I'm one of the worst people with my hands you will ever see in the world, but I ended up working <laughs> as, a, as a furniture repairman. Um, that taught me a few handy skills here and there to fix stuff around the house. Did that for a couple of months and, and figured that wasn't exactly a, a long-term prospect for me. So then I thought, okay, I heard this radio, um, this advertisement saying, people, if you would like to do sports massage therapy. Uh, and that was the first time I was sort of like, oh, no, I can do something sporty. I'll just give that a crack. Um, so I ended up signing up for a, for a course in that. And so I remember turning up the very first day. Again, I had no science background at all. Uh, I'm in a whole classroom full of pretty much final year occupational therapists and physiotherapists. So these, all these guys do for their four years of their degree here in Australia is learn about origins and insertions of muscles, all about your bones, anatomy, physiology, inside and out. i tell you what, the very first ever question they asked in this class is, okay, guys, can you please tell me the origin and insertion of your biceps femoris? And I'm standing here going like, what is, you know, <laughs> I don't even know what a clavicle is. Like, what, what are you even talking about? Like, I'm like, biceps in your, in, in your arm, right? No, that's your biceps brachii. Like, your biceps femoris is in your hamstrings. I'm like, what are you even talking about? I went home that day absolutely in tears. I'm like, there's no way I can overcome this. Um, but I, I just persisted and persisted. And eventually I, I ended up being rather decent at anatomy and physiology by the end of that. Um, but again, after finishing that, I didn't, did sports training. So I thought, okay, I can use this to go and work for a, a football team here in Australia. Mm. Um, ended up going down to a place called Albany, which is literally the most bottom left, most rural sort of area of Australia you can get. Just uh, went down there because I thought, okay, mum, mum and dad got a, a job down that way, so I thought I'd, I'd move down, move down there. Uh, and I thought I could go, you know, work for a football team. Now they got all these new qualifications in a way. Um, it wasn't until I was sort of in sort of volunteer mode. I wasn't getting paid. I sort of sort of got a little bit of a start with the football team. And I saw that the volunteer Ambos ran out onto the field um, and they were looking after a, a, a player who pretty badly hurt his arm. And I sort of just watched them come on and I'm like, oh my God, like, that looks like the most amazing job. Like, and I went up and spoke to them. I'm like, oh guys, like, are you paramedics? I'm like, no, we're volunteers. You know, we, we do this thing with St. John Ambulance down here. Uh, so just the more I spoke to them, uh, I just thought, oh, this is something that actually quite interests me. Uh, so I was driving across, literally in the car after coming back as a tennis coach. Where I, well, that was my full-time job as I was in Albany. It was going to be a, a full-time tennis coach. Right. Um, and as I was driving past the station, I literally just had a had a whim. I'm just like, okay, I'll go park my car in. I'll, I'll go walk into the station and introduce myself. Well, as soon as I walked in and I sort of said, hey, guys, like I'm really interested. I saw the same volunteer that was went out on the field. So I thought that was a bit of a coincidence. Um, and turns out a priority one call went off. And I literally just said, hop in, let's go. No way. That is literally like, that was the day that I fell in love with, with uh, paramedicine and anything with critical care. <laughs> it was. Um, so you literally were allowed to just jump in yep. to a call like, straight this away. Is a, this is a country <laughs> town for you. This is, uh, it, was, it was amazing. And I was, uh, I was a person who was at the, the dental surgery, um, had a bad reaction to the ligacaine uh, and anesthetic putting in. Um, so they're full on seizing in the chair and, you know, here I am standing back, literally just not knowing anything about healthcare at all, but I can tell you what a, you know, biceps for Morris is now. So that's always <laughs> yeah, a good start. Right? Yeah. Um, but no, as the volunteer was setting up all of the equipment and the, all of the paramedics that were there. Um, so the way it worked is you volunteer alongside what could be the equivalent of a, an ICP, so an intensive care paramedic. Yeah. 
Um, so all of these um, paramedics all have many, many, many years experience. Um, so a lot of them came from, uh, you know, like well, like intensive care HEMS, so your, your helicopter paramedics and retrievals and all of the real hardcore paramedic side of things. Um, and the more I volunteered and I, I started volunteering day after day after day and I got all of the different pieces of paper you could possibly gain. I would be hopping up at seven o'clock in the morning. That's when the shift would start. It would go until three uh, thirty in the afternoon. That's when I'd literally drive from three thirty. I'd start my tennis coaching at four until nine thirty p.m. And I pretty much did that for an entire year, pretty much six days a week. I just absolutely fell in love. That is dedication. Yeah, but the I guess the question would be like, how did I get into nursing? Um, I uh, every single one of the paramedics that were there on the trucks who had this massive background, every single one of them was a nurse to start with. Oh, wow. Uh, and they, they could not talk up nursing enough. So, again, I had no nursing experience. All I did was, you know, volunteer so many days a week. But every single one of them said, if you want to be an excellent clinician, we highly recommend you to go out and do your nursing first. Um, so it was at that point, I'm like, okay, that's, that's actually really something to consider. So I ended up moving from Western Australia, where I was living at that time, uh, moved to a place called Victoria in Australia. And that's when I started doing a double degree in both paramedics and nursing. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. What on earth is a double degree? Like, is it literally you study two courses at the same time? Or is it the courses are mixed together? How's it work? So the way that it sort of works here in Australia, so like the straight nursing students, they get a few different what they call electives. Um, so if you have an interest in, you know, maternal health, um, you can choose that subject for the semester. Otherwise, another one could be like paediatrics or could be learning more about communicable diseases. Like you, you'll do your core aspect of your course as well as then being able to choose a few of these elective sort of units as well. Um, so the way that the double degree works is that you don't have any electives. You'll do the core components of the nursing degree as well as just the core components of the paramedic degree. Um, so it turns out to be a four-year double degree uh, for which the basic course map of it is usually the, pretty much your first-year subjects, which I'm sure first year for whether it's going to be in the UK, America or Australia is pretty much going to be a given. It's just learning the absolute yeah. foundations of nursing. And that is the same concept. I'm doing that at the same time as the core foundations of, of paramedicine. Uh, and then my second year went into it and the entirety of my second year was straight nursing. Uh, pretty much almost the entirety of my third year was paramedics. And then I rounded it out with the core components of your final year subjects of both nursing and paramedics in that fourth year. Um, so unlike, I guess you guys would be the same, is that you don't really get too many holidays as a nursing student. You pretty much <laughs> do your, you do your core semester, you'll, you'll do all your assignments and, and your uh, exams at the end and most likely you go off and do your however many weeks of, of student placements. But as a, as a double degree student, that's even more evident. Like you'll, you, we usually have our few weeks of doing our core nursing, let's just say, uh, and our core paramedics at the same time. And then you'll go off and I may do like a four-week rotation as a student nurse. And then I'll have all of these different paramedic uh, placements all over the state. But they weren't clumped together like some of the other students in Australia here. Like they may go off and I've spoken to other ones from other students, paramedics from different uh, states and different unis. Yeah. They may clump, you know, six weeks of rotations together through one of the ambulance services here in Australia. But the way I was doing it, so I may have gone off and done four weeks of, of my nursing placement. 
uh, and then gone off, you know, three days out in rural Victoria somewhere. I'll then come back and do another four days off in, you know, some metro stuff as well. And you just rotate randomly throughout the state. Do many people do that double degree or is that quite a rare thing? I've never heard of that before. Maybe it's me just being naive. Um, so I've just, I was the last cohort to go through Monash Uni where I went to uni um, of, of the double degrees. Uh, and now there's only two uh, unis left in Australia that offer it. Wow. Um, so I guess from a logistical perspective, it, it can be quite uh, difficult. But from the, the grades and the academics to get into it. So the way that we transition into to uni here in Australia is that we have something called an ATAR. And that's pretty much like a, a ranking which you get out of, coming out of high school. Um, and so it's it's based out of 100. So to get in, so 100 being the absolute best and then you know, heading down into 30s is, is not so good. Um, to get into the straight nursing degree here uh, at Monash, um, it was sort of mid-70s, uh, but the double degree was a 94. Um, so I expect you to be quite high performing in order to get into this double degree to start with. Well done for that. 94, that's a good old grade. I'll be up front, like coming out of high school, I did not get an equivalent of a 94, but it really was because of that that year of of that experience with all of these uh, intensive care paramedics, I think certainly pushed me over the line. But yeah, no, it was, it was exceptional. But again, and so I had, again, I could go off and do those student placements as a nurse. I'd go off and do the ambulance placements out in the community as a, as a student paramedic. And then as also part of my uh, double degree, not only do we have paramedic placements on the ambo, on the trucks, but we also had specialist placements in hospitals as well. Um, so we'd spend, for example, four days within the birth suites delivering babies uh, for our obstetrics unit would spend four days with the Rural Children's Hospital uh, in the emergency department within the resus phase. We'd spend another, you know, four days out on a, a, a CAT team, which is sort of like a, a critical care, uh, mental health aspect of it. So you do all of these real specific placements as a student paramedic because the way that they're trained is to be looking after the most emergency sort of situations of all emergencies. So it was... Yeah. Uh, I absolutely loved my experience as a as a double degree student. If you can't quite tell, but could you go and work as a paramedic now or a nurse? Is that how it works? You could go into either career, or is it with a view to go on to something else? Yeah, no, it's a, it's an interesting one. I think that's I, I don't want to go into like politics or anything. I don't really know how they they work it from that end, but I just know that as you can imagine, a paramedic and a nurse are two very separate careers. Yeah, of course. Yeah, very much so. So you'll find a lot of the double degree students will, will go off and do their nursing graduate year. So in Australia, you pretty much have to go off straight away um, to, to do your nursing. Otherwise, you sort of lose the ability to be able to do a grad year. Otherwise, you have to sort of come back later after being a paramedic for a while and sort of have to sort of fight your way in to get anything. Uh, most likely, you will be starting off in something like a, you know, like a geriatrics sort of aspect to work your right. way in the door. Um, so you'll find a lot of the double degrees will be going for something like emergency. That's pretty much like 90% of my of my other graduates uh, in my class or mostly went off to try to get because uh, it married so well with what we did with the paramedic side of things. Mm. Um, and then they'll be doing that for a couple of years before then transitioning back into become a paramedic. But uh, I've got a very different uh, stream ahead of me compared to, compared to that. Um, and now I'm currently working uh, within a big major trauma centre within the intensive care unit here uh, in Queensland. This is with a view in two years' time to then want to move on to somewhere else, is that right? Exactly right. So in my third year of my four-year degree, I got sponsored by the Australian Defence Force. Um, so I received uh, what they call in Australia a uh, Defence University Sponsorship Scheme. 
So it's for student nurses who would like to apply. Um, you get based pretty much academically as well as your ability to, to lead because uh, you get employed by the Australian Defence Force or the service of Army, Navy or, or Air Force. So I got sponsored by yeah. the Australian Army. Um, and in two years' time, after I do these two years within the intensive care unit, I'll be moving on to be called what's a nursing officer. So a nursing officer's role within the Australian Defence Force is going to be very much so of a, of a leader. You'll be leading teams. You'll be uh, within the environment. So I'm really trying to push for ICU, uh, especially because they're, they're really screaming out for intensive care unit, uh, intensive care nurses within the Army at the moment. So I'm really trying to hone my skill set to, to sort of fit, fit a need within Army. Because I'm aware that you're one of the only nursing students to ever be accepted onto the Monash University's leadership program as well. Is that... Is that how that all came about then? Um, so yeah, I, within my first year, um, I was sort of fascinated with a few of the, a few other, so there, was, there was one double degree student in particular, his name was James Fowler, I'll call him out. Um, he sort of was like a, a sort of a role model, I guess you'd say. He, he was within all of the uh, advertisement for, for Monash University when it came to nursing and paramedics. Um, he, he was on a few of the different leadership programs. And I'm like, oh, geez, like, I, I, at this stage, being a first-year student, I didn't exactly know what Monash had to offer in terms of anything outside of just your core curriculum of what you do at uni. Um, but I saw that there was all these sort of leadership programs available and all these volunteering sort of programs that were all there. And I'm like, oh, geez, well, that's it. You know, my I'll, I'll see if I can get onto those ads in the future. I sort of laughed to myself. I'm like, I'll give it a crack, you know what I mean? Um, and I saw leadership sort of stuff. Oh, I don't really no, – I might, might as well give something a crack, so – in my first year, I joined a um, the paramedic society. So now, you know, we host barbecues for for the other students on campus, and we'd set up these big sort of events like the balls and all that sort of stuff. But it wasn't until at the end of that year that I applied for this pretty prestigious program that Monash has to offer. It's the vice chancellor's, uh, and it was like uh, it's called Encora Amparo Student Leadership Program. And no really no nursing students or paramedics or allied health students ever apply to this program it's something that pretty much your big you know your, your medical students your engineering students your, your main law students like they're the ones who pretty much go for it because i guess for many, many people may perceive them as being you know the the leaders of you know the the future and all that sort of stuff but um, for me, I thought, oh, we you know I've, I've had a bit of life experience now, and I'm, I'm I really enjoyed my time within this um, this well, uh, you know, within the paramedic society. And I thought, oh, you know what, I might as well I'll just put my hand up for it. And I'll, I'll give it my best. There's there's no harm in trying, sort of an attitude. Um, and so I went to the interviews. You're expected to dress dress up in the suits. Like this is a very formal program that I'm applying for, mm. um, and I got accepted. Um, and no real nursing students had ever really got accepted into this instance before. Uh, so it's hosted pretty much by one of the top uh, faculty, you know, professors at Monash Uni. Like it's a very, very formal program uh, and you spend pretty much each, you'll, you'll come to a, a dinner each month and you'll listen to some prominent alumni um, come and discuss, you know, their leadership journey to you and they, they put quite a bit of money into, you know, training you in all these different you know, seminars and travel and it was because of that that I then got into uh, halfway through that year I got accepted to go to Parliament House in Canberra here in Australia and you get it was pretty much what's called the National Student Leadership Forum 
Um, so that's where pretty much 300 of Australia's up-and-coming future student leaders come together for, for this big four-day forum. Uh, and you get privately addressed by the Prime Minister of Australia. Um, you get to have dinner pretty much with the Prime Minister and uh, and a few of, you know, quite a few uh, parliamentarians within Parliament House itself. So getting to eat dinner in Parliament House is certainly a treat. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, so that was that aspect. Um, and then I went back that next year as a as a sort of a leader in that uh, event as well. So that was that was pretty special. So, um, but again, like leadership aspect of it, like I, I thoroughly enjoyed these leadership programs, and it was uh, because of that those experiences that I tried to that I, I did implement my own leadership program in One Ash as well, which I'm very very proud of. Um, so that that leadership program itself. Um, it's called the Near Peer Teaching Program. So I was doing something pretty similar to it with paramedicine at Monash, and it pretty much involves um, final year students teaching within the, the practical classes. Uh, this will say that was within the paramedics one. So you'll have final year paramedics going into first years and second year classes to teach them skills, and you're working alongside the teacher to be working towards their assessments. But there was just nothing like it at all uh, at my uni. Um, that was for nursing students. So I figured, well, I've had all of this experience now and I've, I've had all this money and all of this time put into me. Uh, Army at that stage had, um, you know, uh, accepted me for this um, pretty prestigious um, uh, scholarship, I guess you'd say, the sponsorship. So I thought, you know, well, I'm, I might as well be trying to use what I've been what I've been taught and what I've experienced over these last few years. And, you know, I'm going to put my energy into this. So uh, it's pretty special when you... You were the one who's working. I approached one of the the first year coordinators, uh, as the, the 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 teaching staff, and I'm like, look, I've, I have this idea. I'd just love to get your thoughts on it. It involves getting final year nursing students into all of the first year practical classes. I was, you know, saying up front, like I know you guys are the teachers, 100%. You were there to teach. You are the teacher. But in terms of for for what can a, a final year student offer, I believe that there's a lot within like the hidden curriculum you know you have the students I, I remember as my first year you you sort of broken up into your groups within the practical classes you know not everyone's always 100% focused on their tasks um, not everyone gets an eyeball of being able to show the skills within that classroom and then you'll also have as a student I don't know about you but sometimes it feels silly to ask the teacher some questions that you may have asked them already twice or three times before yeah yeah of course putting in a final year student you know you, you you're putting in someone who has been in their shoes before they've been to the placements already you know they've, they've experienced exactly what those first years would have been feeling so i then i went from that level all the way up to literally the head of nursing for for monash and i said look i have this proposal i have all of these details i pretty much had this business plan sort of sitting there and i had the future of where i'd like it to go and the absolute particulars of how we're going to implement it so they saw that I did my research and I was really keen and I was part of all these leadership programs and sponsored by Army and all this sort of stuff. And they ended up giving me the, the green light to be um, trialing it at, at one of the campuses that I was going to. So um, wow. did everything from scratch from, you know, because nothing like it existed at Monash. So hiring of, you know, you know, getting volunteers to be coming in to teach within the classes was one thing. Designing um, orientation packages to be able to, give them the training that they needed to come in and do their jobs, being able to do the rosters each and every single week to get people in to fill those classes. And when things went wrong and some people couldn't turn up, being able to find fill-ins for them, 
um, you know, designing packages at the end of the day so they could come in and be recognized for all of their hard work. Uh, so after the first semester, I, I learned exceptionally a lot. Um, so I implemented this within my third year. And then I came to my fourth year after a very successful year. Uh, it worked out very, very well in that year. Um, I then got the green light to put it across both of the large um, Monash um, campuses that, that teach nursing. Um, so at the end of the day, I was so in my first semester of last year. So that was um, my fourth year. I had uh, close to 100 final year students. I was doing all the rosters for absolutely everyone across two major campuses. Uh, out of 500 individual uh, nursing labs across the semester, we managed to fill 95% of those across both campuses. So the, the student volunteers that I have were so passionate about, you know, really being able to give their time because they knew what they, again, like every single one of those 100 peer teachers that I had who were all volunteers, had all experienced what it's like to be a first year student, to, to have those questions of, you know, what is it like going off to actual student placements out in the community? You know, what, what uniform do I wear going into my practical labs? And I know the teachers already showed me this like four times, but, you know, can you, can you please show me again? It's just these little things that, you know, it's not until the, the peer teaching program was then into effect that people sort of reflected on their time and being like, oh, geez, like this really is making a difference and these people are loving it. So it almost creates a bigger picture, doesn't it? It creates a hundred percent. Yeah. And also I think it's so important. It brings down some barriers because by placing another student there who it's like when you go into mentoring, having a mentor that still remembers what it's like to be a student is so much more valuable because you can almost relate to them more. So I, I think that's amazing. And you said that was around a hundred final year students. That's amazing. Yeah, That's so, they were, so cool. and each and every single one of them were giving up so much of their time because, again, like they they knew what what they what it felt like, and that that was it was so easy to to try to recruit people for it. Had people in my second year just emailing me every day saying, "Look, how can I get in? How can I get in contact with you? I'd love to do this. I'd love to do this." And at that stage, since I'd already had that year, that first year to sort of really trial mm. it and sort of see what happens and. Again, it was something so new and I was had so much creative freedom to be working with it too. I had so much, so many supportive staff members at Monash in the nursing um, who were who were allowing me to, again, like as a student, here I am as a student, uh, getting some sort of freedom to, to write some ideas and to be listening to the first years. I was in contact with the first years all throughout that time saying, look, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from your level, like what would you like to see within it? And then speaking to my final years and saying, look, what are you enjoying about it? What could I be doing better? How can I structure this better? Do you feel well supported? And that took all of that information and everything that I learned over that year to then be able to produce something pretty special in that second year. Um, and at the end of last year, since I was then being moving on now to, to full-time employment uh, and also yeah. being in a different state where I, um, I can't just turn up and you know micromanage it every step of the way uh, end up writing this really comprehensive uh, pdf document which has every single detail of pretty much what i learned over the last two years and then i was able to to um, delegate roles to, to two people who who are more than happy to be taking on that that coordinator's position across both campuses so 
I'm very, very proud of the girls who are doing it now. They're doing an excellent job and um, I'd very much like to see it succeed into the future. And I guess it also creates future leaders as well because, you know, those students that are volunteering to do it, you know, they're then giving their own time essentially leading as well. And I know you're very passionate about promoting volunteering and leadership as well. What other ways can students, in your eyes, stand out more? I guess, um, I guess, I guess coming again, from a student nurse's perspective, just having graduated last year, um, it is when you're in nursing school, it feels as if that's all you can do to stand out against other people is to get better grades. You know, for example, you've got always those got those people that are trying to to posture against each other to say, you know, got the extra one percent on that on that assignments or that final grade. And then you've got the other people all the way from the other end saying, you know, please get degrees and all that sort of aspect. Um, but again, all of my positive experiences that I'm that I'm bringing to the table and which I'm so passionate about, of course, you've got the core curriculum of nursing, which, which is obviously going to teach you the fundamentals of what to do to go out to become a nurse. But everything that I've so thoroughly enjoyed has come from the extra things that, that uni had to offer. So it was in that first year going off and again I I moved states so I did not know anyone within the state of Victoria when I moved to Monash Uni. I was living on campus at Monash not knowing anyone so I figured the best way of being able to meet some new people um, and it was purely just from that there wasn't anything to do with the leadership aspect and was like well a great way to meet some people and a great way to be able to to meet my fellow class members and people of the, the, the higher grades would be to join the paramedic society. I thought the paramedics looked like they were having a lot of fun. They had all these barbecues on. I'm like, oh, you know, I can, I can cook a good snag. I can, I can you know, meet some <laughs> new people and have a good time. So, again, that's what I did. So, all of a sudden, you know, on the, on the committee now, setting up all of these big events and, you know, doing all of this sort of Facebook advertising to be able to get people to come and, you know, come to our ball that we put all this effort into and come on to, you know, get some sausages every second week. You know, it was just something where I'm like, okay, well, I'll throw myself into something and just meet some new people. But I guess looking back on it, it's, it's always something good to be able to say on your CV. But at the time, I'm like, oh, great, I get to get to make some new friends. Um, and then when I came to that, that second year, I, th- I thought, well, you know, at that stage, well, I've, I've now sort of seen what it's like to implement um, you know, like a, a different, you know, like a booze cruise or whatever sort of event that we set up for paramedics. I'd like to, so I found that leadership was something that I thoroughly enjoyed. So, oh, let's see what leadership programs I have to offer. So it wasn't that I'm purposefully seeking out, um, you know, all of these opportunities to add anything to a CUV. I'm just, I just tried enough different things during my time at uni and sort of dabbled in a few different things that I figured. Oh, some things I, I absolutely loved and thoroughly pursued with my heart and then other things I figured well I've, I've volunteered for that yeah cool I've learned something from it I can always use that experience into the future not necessarily yeah. going to put it down onto my resume it's more that oh well I've done something new like I was I, I, I knew what it was like to be a high school student and I knew that if I if I was interested in getting into nursing well, I'd love to be able to share my experiences with a high school student. So I went off and started mentoring high school students, for which now one of the girls that I mentored is now studying nursing, which she absolutely loves in her first year. So That is brilliant. That's really nice to hear. If, if I could give any piece of advice to a student nurse, whether you're in first year, third year, fourth year, whatever it was, um, it's just to, just to try things. It, it, it's, and you can just try things that are so left of field. 
something that you'd never consider trying in your life. Like I never thought that I was going to be part of this, you know, prestigious leadership program at Monash. It's something that I thought, well, that seems like I'm genuinely interested in trying to do it. It seems like something I would enjoy. Why not push myself and try that? So that's, unless you go out there and, and try new things and just do something completely random or something that you thought that you've been wanting to do for a while, but you haven't really had an opportunity to pursue it. I think uni is just a, or college, whatever you guys call it, it's going to be a, a great opportunity to do so. Uh, and who knows, you may, again, you get experiences to add to your CV, but I think you gain so much more personally that you can use into the future. You're quite big into fitness, aren't you? You did three years <laughs> as a fitness instructor. Do you still train quite a lot now? I do, especially having that drive. Um, I'm pretty much paid by the Australian Army to be keeping fit while I'm a nurse as well. So it's definitely part of my pay packet each week is to be making sure that I'm all fit and fit, ready and fit shape to be entering Army in two years' time. Cool, that's all uh, right, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, um, it's something I... It's something that's my sort of like my time. I guess when you start nursing uh, for your for your career and you're doing it every day, which I've, yeah. I've found in the last few months now, it certainly takes a toll on your body. It's not it's not something that I really expected it to take this much of a toll to be very to be very open. Um, starting shift work like proper shift work um, as well you know, within within the intensive care unit, for example, where you have to be switched on at all times because these patients are so sick. Anything can happen in any second. Mm-hmm. Like it, it takes so much mental stamina, and then you add on top of that doing, you know, late earlies and back-to-back night shifts, which I never did night shifts as a student. So that's been a learning experience on how my body reacts to it as well. And and then trying to on top of that, so I figured that I've been getting up at crazy times. So I, again, this, this is going to sound weird, and all the other nurses are, are sort of being like, "Oh my god!" But I, I usually get up at you know two thirty, three o'clock in the morning to be going off and making sure I can have you know, my time at the gym, I can clear my head, I can push real hard in that morning when no one else is in the gym. Again, why would they be in the gym? It's, it's bloody three o'clock in the morning. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that's sort of my time on morning shifts where I can just get up early, have a good time, be there as sort of long as I would like um, before then heading into work. Um, but I just know it makes me feel so much better, so much more mentally engaged. Um, you know your endorphins are running high you don't really need all that caffeine in your body to be able to get through a shift so i don't know fitness is something that i really highly um push within myself and if other people would like to to feel just as good well yeah i'd, I'd highly recommend going out there and, and doing some at least some cardio before work so you are also the founder and host of the new grad radio podcast did you plan on when, right when I start this job, I'm going to document it as a podcast. Was it something that you just kind of decided to do? It was uh, very much. I remember the moment so clearly. It was the start of my pretty sure it was the start of my seventh week uh, into my grad program of of caring for patients independently. Um, so it's only been going for a few weeks now. New Grad Radio podcast. I was literally, and as you'll probably hear on the very first episode, I, the first word that I'm at was. I've literally just pulled to the side and I've decided to make this podcast of my experience. So I just, again, I guess it's the same as when I was going past the, the volunteer ambulance place in, in Albany. Sort of just that moment, it was sort of like almost impulsive in a way. I'm just like, you know what? It's something that I believe other people could benefit from. It's, um, you, have, you have so much out there. You have, I don't know about you following, well, I've, seen, I've seen Eugene you know, as, as someone who's creating this, massive following on twitter with all of these awesome people i love what you guys are doing in the uk it is i could not speak more highly of what you guys are doing as creating such a good community it is um 
it is certainly commendable and you're helping so many people, mate. So I'll definitely be following you guys for well into the future uh, and helping any way I can. But um, I just you. know that um, for me, like um, I'm watching all of these people on YouTube and, and Twitter and Facebook. You have, you know, Katie Kleber from Fresh RN. You have... Ashley Atkins, RN, you have um, Sean Dent, Nurse Nicole, you have all of these people mm. that I'm following so, so often. Um, and I absolutely love their work and I'll continue to watch them. It's just that this is really, I found that there was nothing out there that was talking from the experiences of someone going through it at that time. Um, you have so much of, you know, retrospect, looking back on their experiences and they're offering, you know, advice or they're offering you know, ways of doing things and considering things, looking backwards. But I just wanted to show people from an absolute real perspective of I'm starting in this ICU program that I absolutely love with all of my heart. Um, it's something that I wake up, I, I literally wake up every day with a smile on my face, ready to go to work. So I'm so excited to go to work. Um, it's exactly everything I wanted and more. Um, and I know not everyone gets the opportunity to start within the intensive care unit and you have student nurses, you have nurses who are looking transitioning into ICU and a few of my paramedic friends who don't really know what happens at all within ICU. Um, so I thought this was an opportunity to, to share not only my experiences of what it's like to work within an ICU, but you know, what is it like to start your graduate program as a whole? You know, it's not just the good parts, it's also, you know, like I, if I'm feeling flat, um, I'll, I'll tell you that I'm feeling flat. If I've learned something that I thought was absolutely amazing in that moment, I'll, I'll share that with you. It's, um, it's, it's showing people, you know, that it is, there are ups and downs and there are good moments and bad moments. And if you were to be starting your program about the same time or looking at starting anything such as ED or ICU or any type of nursing, that it's sort of showing that these are the emotions that someone else has felt and these are the takeaway points of what someone else felt. So. I don't know, like it's something that I'm, I'm definitely pursuing with all of my heart and um, I'll be definitely putting a lot of effort into it over the next year to sort of uh, have a lot of takeaway moments that you could be using within any environment that you're working in. And, and if you're interested in what may happen within ICU, then I think this is a, you could have a few good takeaways from that. I highly recommend it. I really enjoy it. If people want to find it, how, how can people find your podcast? For sure. So it's on... Uh, iTunes podcast at New Grad Radio and I've just started a Facebook page which is going to be also a New Grad Radio podcast so I'm converting if you if you don't have podcasts or you don't have an iTunes app I'm sort of making it so you can either have it on the go through through iTunes podcasts or um, I'm converting everything into uh, like a video slash audio form on the Facebook page as well so you can definitely view it both on Twitter I'm um, Ben Jenkins 93 um, but otherwise on Facebook, yeah, uh, at New Grad Radio Podcast. And I've also got an email address as well. So it's going to be, if you, if, if you buy email, it's going to be uh, newgradradio at gmail.com. It really is inspirational. Thank you very much for your time, for time travelling, for coming on the show. I know we tried yesterday. That was on me. I got my days modelled up. I blame it on the time difference. Oh, I, and then the hundreds of thousands of kilometres in between. Right? That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. it. That's it. But we got there in the end. 100% mate and any any time I can help you with absolutely anything with your movement it is um please don't hesitate to ask because I I thoroughly enjoy looking at how much you're helping people mate it's um it's a different prospect for what I sort of experience here in Australia I would love for there to have been something like what you guys are doing you're creating such a community 
um, of student nurses who are, you know, all in their final year and their first year and everywhere in between. Um, and just to have people to be able to talk to uh, who may not be from the same uni but all going through the same thing is, is actually really special, mate. So you should be so proud of yourselves and, and the rest of the team should be so proud of themselves as well. Thank you. I think big shout out as well to We Student Nurses. They're going to be launching soon. I've been looking at men in nursing. I've been looking at all these sort of stuff and I'm like, this is incredible. Like I love Twitter. So if anyone's not on Twitter, get onto it now because it is such a way to connect with people. Men in Nursing is Robert and I'm going to be getting him on the show at some point. Again, it's it's time differences and, and work <laughs> obligations. But um, he he's another guy I've, I've wanted to speak to for such a long time because like you, he gets up in the morning, he smashes the gym. He's got an awesome home gym set up. It's in his oh, garage. Mate, I've, been, I've been watching him doing that. He's doing such a good job. So. Oh, it is so good. It's so good. So make sure you tune in for that episode when, when I finally get him on the show. <laughs> nice one. All right, then, well, have a good evening. All day, mate. You have a good morning. And I'll speak to you soon. Is there anything that guy cannot do? Uh, what a story. What a story. Absolutely love talking to him. What an honour. Hope to talk to you again soon, Ben. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. Good luck in your future career. Wish you all the best. Make sure you follow Ben on Twitter at BenJenkins93. Make sure you follow me at STN underscore Gino. Make sure you follow the show at KeepGoingSTN. Also, check out Ben's podcast. You can do so by searching for the new Grad Radio podcast on iTunes. Next week, I'm going to be speaking to a registered children's nurse called Lauren Philpot. She's the author of a brand new book called Being a Nurse, a personal account from graduation to revalidation uh, that's going to be great as well quote of the week this week comes from ben thank you very much again for coming on the show please do keep in touch i wish you all the best and thank you very much for listening it is such a rewarding career to be a nurse regardless of where you're going to be it is such a, a rewarding feeling being able to turn up to work to be caring for people who are who are at their most vulnerable and being able to meet with family members and again at the end of each day whether i've had a hard day or whether i've had a a great rewarding day at the end of the day i'll leave with a smile on my face knowing that i've you know i went through those four years of uni um but now i get to be standing here as a registered nurse and i i'll absolutely love it to bits so just put your head down try your absolute hardest guys um and just enjoy enjoy your uni experience as much as sometimes it can be hard to enjoy it but uh, you guys are gonna absolutely love the career as a registered nurse it is um it's a good feeling